Alan and I are not agronomically sound. Yeah, are you playing a game over there? What's going on? I'm reading the notes about what we're supposed to be talking about. But you're playing Farmville. It- well, I mean, anybody who looks like Andre the Giant and walks around in a plant-based suit instead of his plant-based diet is going to get some attraction. You are listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to Pullin' Weeds, Episode 2. Very excited to be here. My name is Alan Knight. I'm here with my co-host, Tim Krieger. How are you, Tim? I'm doing quite well today, Alan. How about yourself? I'm great, man. We just wrapped up a meeting here in your office. Local Association Presidents. Learning a lot. Learning a lot in these first two months. And I must say, to begin, I am very thankful for the feedback and everybody who listened to episode one. That's been great. It's been great. I mean, from from guys within our industry, even to some homeowners with some suggestions and some comments, so... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the first one. I am too. And, and even on our Apple reviews, we got some questions about worm cast and such, which we'll get to down the road. We will let our interviewees answer any agronomic questions as we move forward, as Alan and I, just to clear it up for all of our listeners out there, are not agronomically sound. <laughs> not at all. And I think, I mean, it's pretty evident whenever I speak. And, and you'll learn more of my uh, lack of knowledge when I talk to ben barnes when we talk to ben barnes here soon so pulling weeds how they can keep up with us we've got a couple avenues on twitter and i'm happy to announce we have a hundred followers on twitter which is at at pulling weeds p-u-l-l-i-n underscore weeds like i said oh we got 101 followers now wonderful i think we need to do something when we get to 500 let's give away some hats okay hat giveaways when we get to 500 I think that's perfect. What about Big Al's Emporium? When are you going to release that? Ooh, that'd be even better. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Hold that Hold that to make them follow to help us get followers. Yes, and in case anyone is wondering what Big Al's Emporium is, just envision um, the old used car salesman uh, television commercials from about the mid-80s to early 90s, and um, come on down, we'll sell you anything type stuff. And anyhow. You may have seen me at the conference show this year in my killer suit i had the green leafy suit yeah i believe that was called a lettuce suit by a few folks even though it wasn't yeah it wasn't hard to miss by any means well i mean anybody who looks like andre the giant and walks around in a plant-based suit instead of his plant-based diet is going to get some attraction (laughs) plant-based diet okay uh facebook they can also keep up with us on facebook how pulling again apostrophe weeds podcast pulling weeds okay and so while we're talking about facebook can we talk about the carolina's facebook page real quick we can the new carolina's facebook page new and improved got to give a little insight behind that so the old facebook has changed since that account was created and that was quote unquote a person and being a person has limitations and we need to get it up to date and make it a page a business page that way people can view it and share it and it's not so much restricted so if you are following the Carolinas GCSA, you probably have one or two days left, and then it's going to permanently delete. But you can, if you, you should have already seen a notification if you follow that account that 
go like our new page. It's Carolina's GCSA. And the good news is, right, if they just like the page, they will start getting the information now, correct? That's correct. We don't have to confirm every friend request. Exactly. Okay, well, that just... For those of you all who are out there and may have sent a friend's request into the original Facebook page, the onus falls on yours truly, this is Tim speaking here, um, to go through and click all those. And as I admitted in podcast number one, social media is not my forte, which is why we've introduced Alan Knight to the team here in the Carolinas. Pulling Apostrophe Weeds podcast on Facebook. And you'll get, you'll get all kinds of videos and photos that you won't see or hear on the podcast. Obviously. So, uh, we going to do some outtakes on that thing? Is that what you're saying? I think it's one big outtake, in my opinion, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Focus. Focus. Yep. So, what are we doing on week uh, episode two? Well, we've got Ben Barnes coming up later, but I do want to hit some social media spotlight here. For ben who? Ben Barnes. My man. Ben Barnes. Can't wait. I've never met him. I'm looking forward to it. One of the good guys. That's what I've heard. You know, it's easy for me to say that because I don't know if I could pick one single member out of our membership that I've ever met that I couldn't say he's one of the good guys. Jeff Cannell. <laughs> I've got you. Uh, that was my reply. I stumped Krieger. Cannell is a good friend of mine and actually gave me some insight on Ben Barnes, and I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, Jeffrey yeah. is a past president, personal friend, and hunting buddy of my father's. So there is a way too per- close of a personal connection there for me to comment. But, yes, one of the good guys for sure. Well, Jeff, I will say Jeff was at uh, Florence Country Club, and I got into the golf business as a cart guy. Lord, many, many years ago, 1995. So Jeff was a cart guy. No, Jeff was assistant superintendent <laughs> under Chuck Green. I was the cart guy. <laughs> then we worked together at Columbia Country Club, too. Now Jeff owns a fleet of carts. Correct. And helps Ford Jackson. So, I want to get into something personal, and you may have seen it. Let's talk about the rules of golf. You play golf. Wait, 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 wait. What? You can't jump around on me like this. I thought we were going to talk about social media. Well, we are. That's what this is leading to. My hashtag, oh, my no, no Drop 2019. Oh, you just, did you just drop the punchline at the beginning of the story? Hashtag No Drop? Hashtag No Drop. Let's talk about it's it. It's over. People, I mean, it's on Twitter. People should have seen it by now. But so I did a thing. I played two rounds of golf. And under the new rules of golf, if you don't know, dropping is different. I know everybody's at the golf course every day probably listens to this. But you used to be able to stand tall like a man, take your medicine, and drop the ball out beside you. Now the new rules of golf, you have to drop from your knee almost like a curtsy or lean down it's hard to look cool and drop low 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 so okay i'm envisioning you doing a curtsy with a golf ball in one hand no in fact i think you kind of need to lean over forward to not look so silly to put it nicely okay so i can't just hold it at arm's length and drop it you can but you're going to redrop it until you get it properly from knee height see okay no matter your height, it's your knee. Correct. There's no standard to this. No. Okay, this is like the Bermuda shorts in school. Two inches above the knee varies for every person. Exactly. We're not talking club length. So I played a round or two in, at Columbia Country Club, and I realized I haven't had to take a penalty drop yet. So I put it on Twitter, and I, a poll. I said, how long until I didn't have to take a penalty drop in 2019? And 52% of the voters said next round. And I'm happy to say I played another 18-hole round without a drop. But I am sad to say that the next round after that one, there was a penalty drop. I lost so it's game. over. It is. It, it was good. I had a good three, four round run there. And Can I carry it from here? Because I have yet to have to make a drop this year. 
Yeah. And, and I believe within the next, between this podcast you're listening to and our third one, I will probably have to play four to seven rounds of golf. And how long do you think you can no drop? I mean, based on the fact that the last nine holes I played in November, I had five shanks in nine holes. Um, I'm assuming it, it probably round one, but it, I don't, yeah. I don't know all the courses we're playing. So if there's no water, right, it does depend on where you go. Because this is just for water, correct? This is a lateral you're talking about. Not, no, it's any penalty drop, lost ball. I thought I'm okay. So a lost ball from in play, not from the tee. No, there's new rules now where you can a local rule if you hit it and you lose it in the bush. Instead of going back to tee and re-hitting, you can bring that ball out to the fairway and basically drop and hit, hit in three or four. But how do you know it's in that bush if it's lost? Yeah, you got to kind of agree on it as a group. Estimated where it's lost. Is I, this the leaf rule going live? I don't know, but it's the new like rule. Like you could lose a ball in the mountains and say it's under the leaf, and if everybody agrees it's under the leaf, you just drop there? Well, you don't drop there, but you take it to the fairway and with your additional two penalty strokes. So if I lose a ball... In a bush, and yeah. everybody says, you lost it in this bush, I then can take it all the way to the fairway and drop it? Yes. Under a local rule. Not in competition. Not in your state amateurs. Not in the Carolinas. Uh, this would be a club rule, a local Correct. rule. I apologize. Correct. Okay. We just needed to clarify that for some of our listeners. A local rule is a rule established at the club level. Correct. When they have the authority to establish a rule. Okay. You can't make a local rule if we're going to kick it away from roots. I'm not going to carry it forward because it'll happen in round one. But if y'all want to follow me on Twitter anyways, um, go ahead. I'm going to make it the TK No Drop 2019. Let's do it. Mine's ended, so. Let's do it. I enjoyed it. Another thing is YouTube. We've got a new member profile uh, going out every month. And the first month we did Mark Mitchell at Secession Golf Club. What a beautiful place that is. I love the place. I, I absolutely love it. In fact, I've spent a considerable amount of time on that property. So much so that, um, if I'm not mistaken, you might have even seen something I left there, huh? I did. You, you have your own <laughs> nameplate at a locker. You know, it's not every club that I don't belong to that I have my name on a locker, but special ones such as Secession, I am proud to say that um, yeah. I'm good friends with Mr. Tully. And Tully, if you're listening, this is your plug, my friend. Um, you've always been good to me, and I appreciate you looking out for me when I come down there. Uh, you know, Tim kind of told me about it before I got Secession, to Secession, and I didn't believe him, but Mark took me in there, and sure enough, you know, when a member's in town, they'll put their name on a, a locker and – Sure enough, Tim had one. I've been known to visit that property a time or two. Let's talk about the tweet of the month. Oh, fabulous. I know. I thought this was so cool. Uh, Travis Price, the assistant super at the club at 12 Oaks. Uh, I'll, I'm going to give you his tweet and Tim will give you a little background on Travis. But he said, no, I have not ridden a bull, but I have single-handedly held onto a greens tarp in 20-mile-an-hour gusts for eight seconds. So I know a thing or two about riding the lightning. <laughs> That poor young man. I mean, well, I'll start with a congratulations. He just got promoted. He left TPC Piper Glen, and he has just now started this position at 12 Oaks. I mean, it might have been one of his first tweets on the new job. That's funny. But um, I know him personally, and we have some significant weather experience ourselves because I um had the pleasure slash opportunity to volunteer at the PGA Championship at Quail Hollow in 2017. And so I decided to give him a full week. So I did the morning and the afternoon maintenance shifts. So we had to, you know, get up at three thirty, be on the bus, whatever. Shifts would start, and we got to be done before play. Then you come back in the afternoon and you do your, your other ones. And so when I sign up to volunteer, um, Keith always likes to challenge me a little bit. And maybe that's a topic for when Keith is on what he did to me at the Wyndham. But okay. 
Um, I basically say nothing electronic, nothing that's going to show up on television. I'll come and I'll do. Right. So that earned me the right to squeegee the approaches that the pros would so that when they played the first couple rounds before the dew would come off, their shoes and their pants wouldn't get wet. That's awesome. So, unfortunately, Travis got stuck with me. And so for the first four mornings, um, well, the first morning, there was torrential rain, and we had to squeegee fairways. (laughs) <laughs> like just water, just get water out of play. Right. And then every other morning when Travis would show up, they'd st- stick him with Krieger duty. And we would, he and I would squeegee and we would walk 18 holes and squeegee the paths from tee to green. And it was awesome. And I, y- you can't talk about getting to know somebody until you spend that kind of time with them. Right. And so from the, some of the jokes about his Snapchat account that I won't share here publicly that we saw and some other things. I think the world of that young man, and I'm so happy for him. And so for him to be the tweet of the month, cool. I hope you're listening, my friend. Yeah, that was clever. It's clever and uh, funny. So good job, Travis, and ride the lightning, my man. Well, can we can we talk about the member profile a little bit real quick? Yeah, are you playing a game over there? What's going on? I'm reading the notes about what we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, I thought you were playing Farmville. And, well, the thing is, we're jumping around, so i got to keep scrolling up and down on the screen to keep up with you. So I'd like to scroll back down a little bit to get back up to the member profile part and say, if you guys out there have somebody that you think should be featured, okay, just tell us. This is the kind of feedback we're looking for. Yeah. Send us a note on... Facebook, a, a, a DM, is that what it's called, to Alan on, on Pulling Weeds or Twitter or something? Let's, let's educate Tim real quick. So a DM is more of a Twitter, Instagram thing, direct message. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, you know, Facebook is just Messenger. Well, I just meant something where if they didn't want to put it in public and they just wanted to send it to you, it would Correct. be feasible. So yeah. um, so you don't have to actually just put it out there in the public realm. You can send us a, a, a private message or a Messenger right. or a DM or a... Just call my cell phone, 864-616-2910. Or snail mail, letter to the office. Let's do it old school. Yeah. If you see somebody that you'd like to highlight, somebody in your area that's doing some unique things, or just somebody who's maybe under the radar that deserves some attention, that's what we want to do. Yep. Show you guys off all the personalities out there. So do you need me to transition to the next topic? Because I, I've got it up here on my, what game am I playing? Farmall, what'd you say? Farmville. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, just, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the winter meeting then. Yes, the winter meeting at Kalawasi. Do we want to talk about the failed podcast recording, or do we want to talk about the winter meeting at Kalawasi that actually went on? I was going to talk about the winter meeting. In fact, I meant to ask you that before the show, if we'd even acknowledge Monday night, but... Yeah, it, it just, you know, unfortunately, uh, the board stayed. Okay, let me start over. Our winter meeting this year was uh, at Kalawasi Island Club. Phenomenal spot down in Okatee in the low country of South Carolina. Beautiful. Hosted by um, our secretary-treasurer, Billy Bagwell, who's also our chapter delegate for GCSAA. And um, the board had the ability to stay over at Chichesi Creek, which is a phenomenal Cork Crenshaw course, just literally right off the island. And they've got a lodge there, so we all stayed there and um, tried to record the podcast uh, Monday night after um, the education. And unfortunately, the acoustics just weren't very good. And so some of the words came across a little mumbled, um, maybe a little jumbled, and it was just kind of hard to hear and understand what was going on. So we decided um, we recorded in a new venue and even picked some new guests. Yep. Yep, it was the first time with a live audience, and I don't know if we were ready for that. Yeah, but I tell you what, I think it would be really wonderful if we could record this thing in front of one of our education sessions one day with 100 people in the room watching us do this. Conference and show. That might be the time to do it, and then we could have unique guests, and maybe we should – 
Is there such a thing as Facebook Live? Have I heard of something yes. like that? Wow, I'm proud of you. Yes, there is. Okay, so maybe what we could do is something like that at the show and interview people that come into the booth and just keep it up and running. Absolutely. Maybe stick you in a booth for seven hours. Answer any questions? <sighs> Let's hope they show up. So uh, The who, winter meeting. Yep, who's our guest speaker? Billy Fuller. None other than. And what a true gentleman of the game. Um, you couldn't ask for a better person to come in our winter meeting is our assistant superintendent championship and so we always have two-person teams for the golf the following day and the goal is to create interaction between the two people that work together on property and so the theme this year or typically with our education um, is to focus it towards the assistants if you will and what their needs are Um, it's a partnership that's 10 11 years in the running now with our friends at green resource who kind of wanted to do some grassroots marketing um, and so we targeted the assistance. And so this education forum by Billy Fuller was phenomenal. Um, him telling his story and mentoring um, the youngsters in his past and how he came out of college and had the ability to have hundreds of job offers and how challenging it is now that you may only find a handful versus where it was then and um, his his growth and his career path through, including even Augusta National. Um Every, what a phenomenal day. Everyone, as I was taking photos, seemed very attentive to what he was saying. It's, I don't know what attentive is. Um, attentive. attentive. Excuse um, me. <laughs> sorry. That's the banter we're talking about with Tim and Al. But anyways, um, I will say I agree with you on that, Alan, because a lot of times our guys are engaged, but they seemed, I dare say, ultra engaged right. with that topic in a room full of people. And then the next day, Dylan Jordan won the uh, assistant championship so he has got a spot on the verlina cup team do you remember what he shot 73 73 is correct he did in fact it's funny because one of our participants uh riley boyette who had won our actual superintendent championship at the beach uh, had a little incident where he didn't finish a hole he walked up posted a 75 but he said i had to pick up one hole i three putted from five feet and drugged the ball and after i walked away thought about it and so you know had to go have a little learning experience with him and unfortunately he wasn't able to post that score and we were concerned because at the time it was the lowest score but yeah. it was a great learning experience because we were able to tell the entire crowd you know this is a game of honesty and integrity and one of our own here who wants to be on the team worse than anything just came up and exhibited and it was absolutely phenomenal to see so well that is a good show of character and that's what the game of golf is about without question so anyhow yeah the verlina cup eight superintendents from virginia playing eight superintendents from the carolinas sponsored by syngenta and we're going to have our 11th annual event this year played at the dormy club in october speaking of dormy club i think that's where he works ironic isn't it it is a little home course advantage right off the bat for one of our eight players is virginia okay with that or you got no clue but we had established a site before he qualified so it's all good there you go yes sir so it's on the up and up uh, if virginia's listening subscribe rate review <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's uh what something else we have coming up golf and show in february and carolina's night at san diego oh yeah um so in conjunction with the uh golf industry show the GCSA puts on every year. The Carolinas, along with a lot of other chapters, host a uh, like a chapter night, if you will. And so we call it Carolinas Night. And this year we'll be at House of Blues, so we're pretty excited. Um, menial fee uh, includes your food and drink, and come on out and network with a couple hundred folks um, from the area. I've noticed a lot of associations kind of have their their nights during the golf GIS, and at least I've noticed that on the Twitter handle. And Wednesday night, it's. 
typically the only night that's available. And yeah. so if you're the CEO of GCSAA and there are 17 chapter parties going on in a three-hour period, how do you pick? How do you pick? Let's ask Rhett. Maybe get him on the show sometime. <laughs> how about our sponsorship? Love it. It's been great. Simplot. Simplot. It's a leader in bringing new and innovative technologies to the turf management industry, specializing in fertility and plant protection. Simplot has an extensive line of unique and proprietary products that have a great fit in any management program. Most importantly, Simplot is all in when it comes to your success. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. Golly, I'm going to put some music behind that, and that's going to be a thing of beauty. Why did we pay the other guy to do this? Just to make it sound real, maybe? Simplot is a leader in bringing new and innovative technologies to the turf management industry, specializing in fertility and plant protection. Simplot has an extensive line of unique and proprietary products that have a great fit in any management program. Most importantly, Simplot is all in when it comes to your success. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. So back when I used to work with you, right? Um, For one year, that's about like four. Love you too. Um, we used to do some recording. I, I used to get on the radio to promote some of the events that we were doing around Columbia. Okay. And I remember the first time I was on 93 something down there. What do you have? 93? I'm not a radio guy. Anyhow, it was one of the prominent stations and they had me on in the morning and man, I thought I'd killed it and I got done and you know, I was all smiles and I said to the host, I said, how'd I do? He said, kid, you got a face for radio. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was driving down the road before I figured out what that meant. Did you feel insulted? No, but I've definitely worked on my tenor since then. Well, one thing I do want to just kind of give a kudos to as the meeting, like I said, is going on out there, the local association president meeting is how much winter activity your local turf grass and golf course superintendent associations do in the Carolinas. It's crazy. It's almost like when the guys aren't growing grass, they're educating themselves. Right. Um, and I guess we're lucky because in November we have our own conference and show. Yep. So that that almost subsides everything for the month of November. But then in December, all of them do these annual Christmas parties or holiday parties, and some of them consist of dinners. Some of them consist of an oyster roast, things of that nature, vendor appreciation days. And then you jump into January, and a lot of them are just education, um, not golf, obviously, because of the winter. Right. So you'll have breakfast meetings and just get-togethers, if you will, just to get the whole group back together to start the year. I think uh, I think I'm gonna get on the road with some of those and talk social media with them here going in, in the future. I'm kind of excited about that. I think we as an association are are excited and with this partnership because even in the meeting that we just discussed today, um, one of the opportunities is to um, utilize you as a as a resource for those for those local association volunteer presidents who are given their time who aren't trained association professionals, if you will, um, and that's why we as an association provide support for them through Kim Clark and, and the local association admin program that we run. But to know that they can now have an education class, for instance, on social media. And like we talked about putting you on the road, go to a local meeting and giving them the basics. So if you're not comfortable with Twitter, or you don't know what it is. Well, then let's set you up an account that day. Right. You know, and let's teach you how to do it and let's teach you the ins and outs of it and try and engage our membership a little bit more. Before we get to Ben Barnes interview, I want, and I don't see them in our notes here, but somewhere, and it must have been an email you talked about when we get to a thousand subscribers on this podcast, you're shaving that beard. Yes, where, I will. Where did I see that? Do you remember? 
Um, I think we discussed it at Chichesi, okay. if I'm not mistaken, in the unedited, un whatever, airable. The Lost Podcast. The Lost Podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, so um, we go into dormancy, and that's when I typically put down Krieger Triv. Um, that's what Morgan Stevenson at Tobacco Road called it a couple years ago. <laughs> the first time I let the beard grow a little bit, and he's like, man, I love the overseed. What do we call that, Krieger Triv? And so, uh, you know, we talked about Brian on the last one in Turf Beard and yep. the fact that his is got to be eight years old by the fact that it's down to his belt now. But um, I won't go that bad, I don't hope. But right. I did decide to challenge our listeners and say, well, till we get to 1,000, maybe not shave. We'll see it. I might do that myself. My I wife and it. kids don't want me to shave it. Well, why don't you shoot for 2,500 then? I'll go to the 1,000 and you be the 2,500 guy. 500, Big Al's Emporium. 1,000, Krieger loses his beard. 2,500, I lose my beard. And what if, I might shave my head too. If we can get to 2,500 before the end of this year, I'll do a total head shave. All right, deal. Beard, yeah. nose, ears. We'll look like Mr. Head. Clean next time we record. I will start walking heavy again and get those three or four chins I'm hiding under the beard gone. That's exactly. That's why I have a beard, too. So. <laughs> now it's time to get our, to our guest interview, Mr. Ben Barnes. But there is a secret connection that our, one of our hosts, Mr. Tim Krieger, has. Tim, what's your thing you have in common with Ben? We both attended the University of Kentucky. I only attended my freshman year, and I think Ben, if I'm not mistaken, is a graduate from there. And I was actually born in the state of Kentucky. Wow. I don't see anything blue in this office. It's all orange. I just did my freshman year there. Okay. It's usually the funnest year, isn't it? Least memorable. All right, let's get on to Ben Barnes. Most memorable, least memories. <laughs> now it's time to welcome in our Pullin' Weed special guest. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We're here today with Ben Barnes, uh, who, as you all are listening to this, will be the director of Browns at, at Mountaintop Golf and Lake Club. But today we are here at the beautiful Blowing Rock Country Club, a place that we've come to love here, had our fall meeting here last year. Ben, thanks for having us up here today. Thank you guys for coming. Glad to have you. Very beautiful place. Uh, is it harder? Is it different to be to maintain a hilly course versus a flat golf course? Well, you had your challenges here in the mountains, of course, with the terrain, uh, but uh, a flat golf course is, is always better. <laughs> if, in, in, in the low country, I've had some, some flat properties, but also you got uh, drainage issues. Here we got places to take the water when you've got the terrain, so you've got, you've got uh, areas to, uh, to, to move the water off the golf course. If we're in a flat golf course, you've got to pump it. Get it off. You yeah. gotta get it off. What about your gas bill? It's gotta be more going uphill, right? Sure. You gotta have you gotta have more you gotta have equipment, you know, that's gonna pull the heels here. So the horsepower is very, very important. Right. Well that, so far I think that's all my dumb questions right out the way out the gates. <laughs> well what about what about mowing? Does everything like all the, the riding equipment come with roll cages? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we do a lot of striping here in the mountains on the cool season grass, as you as as you may know. Uh, you know, we stripe up greens, approaches, fairways, tees, um, and kind of two tone the rough. So the cool season grass has got uh, you know has got a, an appearance effect more so than Bermuda grass does. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How do I strike my yard? Just kidding. You overseed it with perennial ryegrass. <laughs> gotta have grass first. <laughs> gotta have grass first. Alan's got that project working on right now. Though. Yeah. He'll have a new grass. New yard soon. Well, how did you get into the business period from the get-go? Well, I grew up on in a 
small uh, uh, farming community right outside of Highlands Cashers area called Scaly Mountain. And uh, we uh, grew up in a community raised cabbage, um, kind of ran out of money to, to uh, try to, to work in that, in that field, really always wanted to be a farmer and went to the local golf course uh, up, at, up at Highlands and got a, uh, got a job on the golf course and golf course superintendent running around the company vehicles screaming at me do this and do that, and I'm like, how you get that gig? And that's how it all started. At Highlands Country Club? At Highlands Falls. Oh, nice. Yeah. Worked, for, worked for Dave Hassel there in, uh, um, gosh, I guess that was 1988. Have you been back since they started the Highlands Falls Yachting Club? You know, I haven't. I've, I, was, I, was, I haven't spent much time in Highlands. You know, over the last uh, 10 or 15 years, I've been up there for a couple meetings. Uh, I'd been by to see uh, Wade Hampton during their uh, during their uh, renovation. Been at Mountaintop several times. Been invited up when Brent uh, Thompson was there. For he went to New York and and seen Eric during the during the process of building that place and been over there several times. But not spent a lot of time in Highlands over the last 15 years. So you've been on that property then? Oh yeah. yeah. So where is the yacht club located? Do you uh, even know what I'm talking about? At Highlands Falls, have no earthly idea. The lake right there on the right, behind what is that? Seven Green, Eight T. Are you serious? So um, we were up there for the Highlands Cup, right? Last fall, and uh, Fred Garish takes me over for the. Uh, I want to say it was either Monday or Tuesday morning session of the yachting club, and it is their average age is probably, let's be nice, sixties, high sixties, low seventies, and it's these retired gentlemen that race uh, boats like RC boats wow. <laughs> on the lake right there. And they get going, I mean, 20, 30, 40 miles an hour right there on the little lake. And so that's the yachting club behind Swalls. Now they race RC boats. Aren't there like bridges that separates like 17, the par three and- This would be right by the entrance when you come in. So maybe I've got the wrong lake there, but oh, not that one back there, okay. but yeah, the very front one at the front. Yeah, I think it's seven green, right? It's eight. Eight green, Eight, nine, eight and eight and nine. That's it, that lake right there, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic, but I didn't know you'd seen that yet. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, you know, there's, I, I, I may have to go by there. You might want, you might want to call a friend and swing by and check out the yachting club one. Absolutely, absolutely. So, obviously, your interests aren't remote control boats. What's something you do outside of golf? Well, I, I, I love the great outdoors. I love to, to hunt and fish. You know, um, um, just I like to play golf and like to spend some time with uh, with my family as much as I can. I've got two. Uh, Two daughters, uh, 15 and 10, and uh, you know they're right in the middle of just everything in life. We travel volleyball or whatever they want to do. Try to, but I, I, I haven't had much time to do uh, anything other than raise children here <laughs> recently. That's for sure. So, are they looking forward to your uh, upcoming transition? Oh, it's going to be it's it's going to be difficult to move a 15 year old. You know, uh, she's been a real trooper. She really has. So, we got family over there. Um, you know, it really is going home and uh, got a nephew, like I told you before, and, and uh, he'll be a junior in high school next year. She'll be a sophomore at the same high school. So he got his driver's license the other day and he's got a Camaro that his dad got him a couple years ago. And this thing is, it's trouble. He, mm -hmm. it, it, dad and I got in some trouble in it about Christmas time. We had that thing out running up and down the road. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure if I want my daughter riding in that car or oh, not. Wow. <laughs> 
with a 16. She might need to take the school bus first year, too. Yeah, well, he's, he, he's going to be – he's a good kid. He's a lot of fun. He, you know, we watched him grow up, too, and, and uh, he's grown into be a, a fine young man. So we're, she's excited about that because, you know, they're close. And I think it's going to be fine. So it's just going to, you know, she's very always been very resilient. We've moved a couple times, you know, from Kentucky to here. And, but, you know, we put down some roots here. We're certainly going to miss this area and uh, the, the high country here. But um, we can't wait to be part of the community uh, in the Highlands, Cashers, Franklin area as well. Yes. Solid gold right there. Yes. So wait a minute. You just mentioned Kentucky. Maybe this is a good segue into some background. Did I mention Kentucky? No, he just I, did. He said when he moved back from here. I was going to say, well, maybe this is a good time to talk about your path to a... Uh... Yep, Jeff Cannell and I talked. I've never met you before, yeah. and uh, and he, Jeff Cannell spoke highly of you, and I, I guess uh, he is a graduate of Kentucky and then wanted me to ask you about your time there and at Idlehour. Yes, yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> Idlehour was a great club. Uh, I, You know, my, my path to, to Idlehour actually started here. I was here... Um, for five years prior to going to Kentucky and uh, uh, worked with Ron Pritchard up there. Um, had a superintendent that had been there for 25, 30 years and I knew him. I'd, I'd visited that course in probably the late 90s, had some family friends that were members. And uh, so had an opportunity to go up there and, and took that took that opportunity. Well, it's a, it's a wonderful place. Uh, Lexington was so much fun. I really really missed that that horse race i was about to say it's horse racing country. yeah oh man it, it was fun i was never very good at it my wife now on the other hand she was she was a lot better at it than i was did you ever meet bob rafferty or the the is it bob rafferty the the owner uh, rafferty of uh the, I don't know, those the blonde hair guy that looks like rick flair in horse racing correct oh yeah no no I, I mean i've seen him from afar i mean you know at, at the bluegrass stakes and stuff like that in kentucky uh you know you've seen all those horse uh, races, you know, right before leading up to the Derby. So right. it was, I mean, it was just, it was incredible to see that. I, I, we do miss that. It Did was, you ever get on one run? No, no, but we got to visit some very nice horse farms and see all those uh, thoroughbreds and what a treat that was. I mean, those horses live better than you and I do. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I mean, they are. They just, get the VIP treatment. Exactly. Did your daughters get into horseback riding? No, we, we did it a couple times, but not, not you know, it was more or less just the racing. You know, we, we went to Keeneland and, you know, we for the Derby, they had a pull through at Keeneland. You could go in there and bet the morning of the Derby. Huh. So you'd pull through and bet your money. So it was it was kind of a, a family affair. And I, and, and my daughter and, and my wife was, was very good at it, a lot better than I. <laughs> I, I lost every time. But I, they, they'd see me coming, go, oh, God, here comes this guy again. He's going to want to, you know, uh, triple bet this horse or try to I mean you know I was trying to box them you try super trifecta something like that so I, I was never really that good of a gambler that's for sure but my uh, my wife now on the other hand she made a two dollar bet the first time we ever went to Churchill Downs with a Syngenta trip over there she made a two dollar bet and uh, won 187 bucks so I come back in just a few minutes and she had her hair pulled back and everything and looking at you know the trainers and all this other stuff and i told her I said you take a good look around this place wasn't built on winners right. you, you fold that stuff back over and put it back in your pocket <laughs> uh, but we had a great time in kentucky and idolire is, is a just a, an incredible place it's the only donald ross design golf course in the state of uh, kentucky really yeah and, wow. we, and we got to restore it and uh 
just just some wonderful people there from from all over the world. But that that horse racing business, they don't call it Sport of Kings for nothing. It's uh, it, that is that is something. Unless you've seen it firsthand, is just you can't really believe how much. It's a different animal. Well, it's generation, yeah. generations of uh, people that it's, it's not just something you wake up one day and decide you're going to go do. It's it, you got to be born into that. Well, that's why we have cities down here that followed that money in, the, in their vacations and such, yeah. like Camden, for yeah. instance, and mm. Aiken, and mm-hmm. what we call it, the old horse towns now. I mean, that's sure. all part of that flow. Well, he said sport of kings. What about sport of governors? Uh, <laughs> are you making a run? Are you making a run? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've often said I would be Matthew's uh, campaign manager if he decides to run. He's he's more suitable for that, that's for sure. But he I mean, doesn't awesome. think he's got the hometown voice like you. The, home. the North Carolina voice. The North. He uh, he. Well, I mean, if he if he decides to run in in Virginia, you know, I could I I'll be I'll be up there help him out as well. He's a. Uh, <laughs> He 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 is he is uh, he's one of my favorite politicians. He really is, and I'd vote for him, hands down, and help him help him try to win governor, state of North Carolina or Virginia. Well, speaking right. of governors, right about Roy Roy Williams yeah, could be governor. He's not officially the governor of North Carolina, but you had. Well, well, back when like he was in Kentucky and I was there, Rick Pitino was considered the governor. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, he was literally considered. This was at UK before the Louisville oh, yeah. run and all that. So. Um, my understanding was Rick Pitino's uh, contract at UK was signed on the fifth green at Idle Hour. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. They, oh yeah. It took him four, five holes to close the deal. He didn't. Know. Well, I mean, I, I think it. Uh, or do they quit playing at the turn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, now it it could have been. You know, it could have been number four, but I've often heard, you know, number five. Bonus money. Bonus money. But where I was going with that is, why don't you tell everybody about how you had the opportunity to give Roy Williams a plaque here recently? Well, you know, of course you were there as well, but it was a... it was it, it was a lot of fun that to, to meet Roy. I think he's I think he's a great man. Uh, I, I think that uh, he's done a wonderful job, at, of course, at the University of North Carolina and at Kansas. But uh, you know, his record speaks for itself, and uh, I, I really really enjoyed meeting him. And uh, you know, all of us golf course superintendents owe him a, a great gratitude for what he he had said to uh, to achieve. That, that us giving him that plaque, right. I mean, he kind of threw us out of, uh, um, you know, kind of threw us a bone in this business, that's for sure. So. Well, Alan, okay, of all folks, had no idea what I was talking about driving up here and the, the Roy Williams comments that were made on a couple, they were unsolicited on Sports Center, you know, like post game interviews. Right. Why don't you recap a little bit about what he said about the profession, if you remember? Oh, uh, he had said that, uh, you know, being a a college basketball coach or a golf course superintendent, you know, is the easiest two jobs in the world. Said so anybody can do them. Said so, you know, because if you're if you're a basketball coach and somebody's ridiculed you, you should have done this and you should have done that. That's me. I, that's what I do too. I coach from the couch. You know, I'm 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 very very high energy coach from the couch. But and then he said, you know, being a golf course superintendent, you step on a golf course and you know anybody can do your job. I mean, I play golf. I've got a yard. You know, my golf pro and I here talk about this all the time. Everybody's got a yard and everybody's got a kitchen. And, uh, you know, we're we're, chef, we, we, we're chefs one day and we're golf course superintendents, you know, as soon as we get out the door in the morning and, you know, what's going on here with this and what's going on here with that. But, you know, we, we've got some wonderful members here. I've had wonderful members throughout the country 
that everywhere I've ever been has been some great people. And you know, this business and, and what we're doing here today is an educational thing for our members. Um, you know, with the, the day and age of the internet, if you're not educating, then, then they're learning it themselves. And when they start learning it themselves, you're in trouble. Heck yeah. So we had a little plaque made up, an association plaque, recognizing Roy and uh, his uh, positive promotion of the golf course superintendent business and presented it over there at his radio talk show last fall. Take a picture? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was grinning from ear oh, to ear. Gosh. <laughs> literally, literally ear to ear. Dimples smushed on that one. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it, it was great. Roy was, uh, Roy was great. Everybody there was great. Everybody leading us in there to table, you know, I kind of kept up with a couple of those guys on Where'd Lincoln. You do that? Where'd you do that? Top of the Hill in okay. Chapel Hill okay. at his radio show. Yeah, first so. of the season radio show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Turner helped us set it up. Turner Rebels with John Deere, okay. which was kind of funny because it's the yeah. irony of him and then Steve Smith at Toro being the president of the Rams club. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, moving right along. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and then, of course, um, Mr. Sheets, Steve Sheets had went with us, and, you know, he's he's a big Carolina fan. He just won't admit it. <laughs> Steve, you're going to have to subscribe to the podcast now. Show one of your people that works for you how to use the smartphone and subscribe to you, Steve. <laughs> well, man, I, I can't thank you enough for having us here. Oh, yeah, uh, thank you for coming. It's beautiful, and good luck at Mountaintop. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to keep me in your prayers. That's for sure. It's a it's gonna be a tough task. I'm gonna need to, to come check out the uh, turnhouse comfort station. The comfort station. They uh, th- th- that's that's probably one of the most unique things about that place among a lot of things. I mean, it's just a it, it's just one of the most incredible golfing experiences you'll ever have uh, anywhere. I mean, I don't know anybody that does it any better than they do. Really not. And I can't wait to work with that staff. I mean, uh, got just an incredible staff there. Um, it's it's just going to be great. It's going to be great. And I mean, I'm I'm leaving just some wonderful people here as well. I mean, and and want to left this place. You know, I, I strongly feel left it better than I than I found it. You know, and, and had the opportunity to work with the likes of Chris Spence here, as golf course architect. You know, uh, Bob Miller, long-time Greens Committee chairman here. Martha Watkins, our general manager. Um, Todd Hartley, facilities manager. Aaron Dagenhart, assistant. And now coming on board will be Josh Costner, and he will be the new golf course superintendent here, which uh, very proud of Josh, and, and uh, um, I'm so happy for him and his family to, uh, to, to be at. That's the two best answers I've ever heard as far as promoting where he's going. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better endorsement than that. And then, by the way, hey, let me hit everybody here. And I'm just I'm counting potential followers that now have to listen because they've been named on here. So, I mean, we're getting closer to that thousand mark is all I'm getting. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting somebody. We might have to give somebody a haircut here before we leave here today. I understand it. If before we leave today? I am trying to backtrack that. Ben is the celebrity. Uh, I need to take him. I need to take you around with me. Just you speak so well, I can get some more business. Uh, maybe he speaks so well, eloquently. <laughs> but he speaks so well. <laughs> this, this is you talk good for a grass grower. Well, hey, it's <laughs> a grass rancher, according to the uh, the old caddy master down at Secession. And we have to have our Secession segue with Aaron Dagenhart, who's uh, his assistant up here, who I think I first met while he was working down at yeah. Secession years ago. Wow, small world here. Well, we're going to get Tim up the mountaintop soon to get lobster roll on his hot dog. <laughs> Phenomenal. 
Gouda-infused cheeseburgers and lobster on the hot dog. That's what I remember about my first visit to Mountaintop. I'm going to check their candy selection if we ever get up there. It's good. The jerky, you got to have a handful of jerky. Well, you guys can now. Well, thank you to Ben Barnes. Thank you to Simplot for uh, hosting this show. And thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe, rate, review. Tim, anything else you want to leave them with? Uh, just blessed to have the opportunity to be up here in the mountains with you two today. Thank you, Ben Barnes, for having us. And uh, good luck at your first day on the job at Mountaintop Golf and Lake Club. Looking forward to getting there to the comfort stations Tim's been telling me about. So, um... It's beautiful here in Blowing Rock where Ben is. Uh, the weather is absolutely ridiculously cold here today. We've had to reschedule because of ice threats and et cetera. But um, not thinking about cooler weather, let's think about comfort on the golf course. And what do you think of when you think of a comfort station, Alan? Scotch. Scotch. Perfect. Um, so the first time I was able to play Mountaintop, I believe it was at a Western uh, meeting, Western North Carolina Turf Grass Association, one of our locals. Yep. And um, the thing that I recall the most is that when I got to the first comfort station, there were 26 toppings. Oh, yeah, I counted them for a hot dog. It's like the Baskin Robbins of hot dogs. I chose lobster wow. to go on my hot dog. Phenomenal choice, by the way. If you've ever had lobster on a hot dog, you won't go back. And then you get to the next comfort station for the Gouda infused cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Favorite cheese, inserted inside of a cheeseburger. You talk about a mess and a fun mess. Yes. So I don't really remember. I couldn't tell you what holds a par three. The closing three are phenomenal. Ben's going to do a great job up there. Our boy Eric, who slid over to Wade Hampton's going to do a good job over there, too. But I got to tell you, Alan, I hope you ask Ben very nicely. I will. <laughs> I will. I will butter him up. I'm going to butter up an email right now. It's quite a phenomenal place. So we wish Ben all the best up there at Mountaintop and uh, and all the success in the world for him. Before we get out of here, let's uh, give them a sneak peek of what they can expect on Episode 3. we got a big guest, in my opinion. Big in name, little in stature, coming to you live in March would be our next guest. We're not going to give any real names, but let's just say maybe the hint would be a former superintendent who's now working for the PGA Tour. Hmm. Not Paul Corder, because he doesn't work. He works at Charleston. He used to work for the tour a long time ago. I thought he was a superintendent up there at Avalon where he hosted those events. Did he work for the tour? That's what he told me one time in a telling with, with Paul. Yeah, but you and Paul, you get a hold of those race car stories, and you guys could probably go Is sideways. Is he a race car guy? He races on the weekends. Paul Corder. You didn't know? No, I knew he was a drone guy. I mean, we talked oh, about my that. Alan. Yeah. You can't. Next time I go. I oh, oh, maybe we should volunteer at the, at the country club this summer for the women's open. I am doing the drone work for the USGA. Oh, so you can't get up and rake bunkers in the morning and then drone during the day and then fill divots at night? I'd rather film you filling divots. Done. Done. Thank y'all for listening, and uh, we will see you next time pulling some weeds. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds, brought to you by Simplot. Please follow us on Facebook at Pulling Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.